0: Good evening, good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Oh, my word, the last Sunday of November 2020. Can you imagine? Tomorrow the day is over, the month is over. And then Tuesday, December the 1st, 31 days to the end of the year. I refuse (laughs) to be defeated in every, any area, and to enter a new year without having God's perspective of things. What phenomenal service we had this morning. Oh, my word, great crowds, of course, with the restrictions, but full, and a word that can help us. I was in three services this morning. Oh, my word. And uh, for the glory of God. And I've seen what God can do. Now this is amazing. When you start sharing the word. How people respond to the word. I said this morning in the second service. It's hungry people. Hungry for God's word. That will see the results. What God has promised that will happen course, there's so much that you can feed yourself with and go with the flow and all the negativity and all the restrictions and all the barriers in your life. Now, I want to take you tonight because I made a statement this morning that I've never made before in my life. In two of the services, I said about kingdom living and kingdom mission. Now, that all comes out of the book of Matthew and what we were sharing during this day and to help people understand. Now, I've been in different revivals since 76. I've seen the hand of God move in Vitpurky there in Krugersdorp area with Nikki van der and, and Then I've seen Pastor Johan greiling and them with the big tent in Alberton. 3,000 people on a Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Unheard of at that time. And we've been in revivals and our church had major moves of God in 1998 and also in uh, uh, 89 and 98, we had a move of God and then we had this great move from 2013. I always say a thing that maybe upset the status quo of people that God's revival is not the Alpha and Omega. It's just the middle part of what God really wants to do. The prophet Hosea stood up and I want to help you to understand something because I have discovered after this morning the second service. Oh my word, people cannot sit an hour in a service but they can watch three hours Titanic. Stop, uh, shop for four hours, Black Friday. (laughs) And no worries, spend time in restaurants. But when it comes to the thing that your whole life is in a balanced scale kind of thing, we just want a quick fix, make it quick, do it quick, and let's get out here. In the meantime, when everything fails you in life, It's the word that will remain standing. (laughs) You have a promise of God. We have a promise tonight. I will never leave you (laughs) nor forsake you. Oh, my word, I get so excited. I'm so pumped about the word. Now, listen what the prophet Hosiah, that same prophet, came and he revealed the snares of the enemy. He calls it a lack of knowledge in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people. Ooh, that scripture (laughs) had me tossing and turning in bed sometimes. He didn't say the heathen, the antichrist, the people outside faith. God spoke through this prophet. He said, my people are destroyed Oh my word, that's a very strong English word. For a lack of knowledge. No word there is a demon, a witch doctor, some voodoo, some Satan. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> some government, or some. He says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge oh very dangerous I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me seeing you have forgotten the law of your God I will also forget your children now now we know in the context that this was written it's about you need knowledge of the word this is your roadmap This is your compass, this is the direction, this is your GPS, come on somebody, for how to make life, and how to live life, and how to end strong in 2020, (laughs) woo, and now that same prophet came, and he spoke in chapter 6, come on and let us return, verse 1, to the Lord, For he has storn us so that he may heal us. He has stricken so that he may bind us up. Verse one. The King James, I think, said we were slain under attack of the enemy. Because remember now what what, what did he say before? A lack of what? Knowledge. He didn't say religion. He didn't say a religious mindset. Because the whole journey with God after Jesus' death and even in the old. Was to have a relationship with God. He says, verse 2. After two days he will revive us. Quicken us. Give us life. The Zoe of God. On the third day. (laughs) Now most revivals, even the ones that we went in. Was a second day experience. But there's a day more. (laughs) Every good work he start in you. He will complete. Oh my word. God is not a man that starts something. And don't finish it. And then get irritated. And then we disappoint him. And say oh no no no. He said on the second day I will revive. Revival means something that was dead. Just come back to life. That's why. The world can only, they experience a reformation. The Christians experience a revival. They were dead. (laughs) Dead mindsets. Dead way of thinking. Dead way of operating. Dead way of ministering. Oh my word. And just go in the flow. But he said... That's us that needs the revival. That which was dead needs to come back to life again. He said, because in the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Now, that third day, one said he will resurrect us. So it's resurrection power. Now, did you know that somewhere... In the book of Matthew, and I'll help you now, and in the book of Colossians, and Jesus was sharing his mission and commission and his life journey with us, and he shared it. Now, uh, when you start reading the book of Matthew, you will discover your whole life mission is in this. Now, what are we talking about in November? We're talking about, follow me. Somebody say, follow me. And I will make you. Make you what? Something so great that you will experience and demonstrate the greatest miracle on the face of the earth. That night when they shot my sister, it was a Friday night. I uh, never forget that. And I was thinking more and more about it. I remember when they told me your sister was just shot. I was in the prayer room busy praying. Run to the scene. Grab her after the third time she was resurrected. Now, you know, this coming week, I think she has gone, what, how many months? August, September, uh, August had happened, September, October. So it will be three months already passed. That night, I knew the power of God is so real. And it's not limited to certain people. It's the whosoever will say unto this mountain. You are the whosoever that the Bible is referring to. Now, what happened here when you start reading scripture, and I'll close with that scripture, where Paul says, we've been crucified with Jesus, buried with Jesus, resurrected with him. Did you hear the word resurrection? In the third day, he resurrected us. We were, we ascend with him and now we are seated in heavenly places, place of authority, a place of dominion. Now there's a mess up somewhere in between where the word in the word, (laughs) because we read the word and then we don't let the word be in the word. We let the word be in our circumstances, in our feelings, in our emotions, in what our natural eyes see while we are heirs of God, joint heirs of Jesus, citizens of heaven. Oh, my word, <laughs> belong to God. Come on, somebody, God's very own possession. Now, here comes the word, and I want to help you to understand and grasp something tonight. Because when I said this morning, the Bible described kingdom living. You belong to the kingdom of God. Now in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus' ministry started. He was baptized and went in the wilderness, stayed without food and for 40 days and 40 nights and Then we know when I spoke about that, he was hungry and Satan was there. (laughs) Oh, my word, the devil likes to operate also through food. (laughs) And uh, what happened was, he said, if you, the son of God, chapter 4, verse 4, he says, command these stones to be made loaves of bread, says the chapter, verse 3, verse 4. But he replied, It has been written. In other words, it's set in stone. It's been written. Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now the Bible goes on and then in Verse 19, the theme scripture. And Jesus said to them, come after me. Listen how, as disciples, as disciples. I'll show you later in chapter 10 how Jesus' brand name, He's <laughs> 12, his disciples, he brand them. Oh my, Nike and Vans and what's all these... Uh, uh, Adidas and Rolex, he brand them. He says, follow me as disciples. Let me be your guide. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now the Amplified, this is the AMPC, the Amplified uh, Gordon's kind of thing. The A, Just the normal Amplified said this powerful thing. Follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master, master and teacher and walking the same path of life. Oh, don't forget that, that I walk. So Jesus came and he gave us a pattern. He gave us, he was the perfect model to model what God's desire was. He says, and then I will make you fishers of men. Oh my word. Did you pick up certain powerful words in the Amplified Translation? Now, this is where we mess up because we're still in the book of Matthew. Man shall not live from bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of God. Follow me and I shall make you fishers of men. And then in chapter 5, the man who preached the most powerful message and who preached, who was the most powerful preacher, Jesus, start preaching how citizens of heaven must live, how the followers of Christ must live. Well, we did it in 1906 and in 1918. And whenever John G. Lake came in South Africa, and that's how we did it. And that's how we gonna do it. No. It's not to say everything that we have learned through the years was a God-given thing. It was what they think. Now we sit in trouble and you say, what do you mean we sit in trouble? If the church of Jesus was on target, nothing that happens, all this evilness. Have such an effect on Christians. And I said it this morning from the pulpit. It took 10 plagues to bring Pharaoh and the Egyptians on their knees. It took one little plague. (laughs) COVID-19. To bring the church to a still stand. To bring the church to a halt. To a stop street. To bring Christians inside. I have never seen such a fear. As I have seen in this few months. And we all went through stuff and all had battles and all have health issues and all had financial challenges and all have thieves around and all kind of stuff. But we did not receive the spirit of fear. Now here's the thing. When Jesus was sharing. Now when you you understand suddenly what Jesus said there in the book of Matthew. Chapter 5 to chapter 7. He was preaching how God's people in the kingdom as citizens on the face of the earth must live. He threw in there Matthew 6, our father which art in heaven. This is his prayer, the model he was teaching his disciples how to pray. Let thy kingdom come. How? As it is in heaven, let it manifest on the earth. So it's God's desire that kingdom living will be a way, a character, a nature of God manifest through us. Come on, people, don't miss this. Don't switch off right now. Hold on to that because this is so important. What I'm sharing this evening with you. Because remember the seven unchangeable. <laughs> everlasting principles, purposes of God for each and every individual on the face of the earth. Now, between chapter 5 and 7, kingdom living. And then something, there's a transition taking place because now he equips them, now he tells them, now he share information so that they can have the knowledge, the how to do it in life. Not to be driven by money, by fear, by opportunity, by titles, by position, by businesses, by hurt, by pain, by situations. If I had all those things, and we all had the opportunity that that could be the drive force in our lives, we would be basket cases. Now, if you are basket case tonight, don't worry, you are not the first one. There in the book of Exodus was somebody before you. His name was Moses, his name, and and Pharaoh's daughter pulled him out of the Nile River. He was in a basket. He was the first basket case, but he became one of the most powerful leaders on the face of the earth. Oh, my word. Let's put humor in tonight. Turn to somebody and say, smile. Can you smile? Because life is a journey. And you cannot just sit there and drink prune juice and lemon juice and think <laughs> and feed yourself like you look like a bockum from the vescus with a big body and a small spirit. No, feed your spirit, man, because you are powerful. You are the world changer. Jesus said, the works I have done, you will do them also, and you will do greater works. Come on, somebody You're destined for greater works. Say, I am destined for greater works. Now, when the transition took place, now remember now everything that Jesus did, because this is Matthew writing. And then in Matthew 4, after he said, follow me, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue. So he went to church and preaching the Good news. What is the gospel? Good news. The gospel is the power of God. You have it. He says, (laughs) the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Now theological reasons and he said and the Latin said and the Greek said and the German said and the Japanese said and the Chinese said. Now he preached the gospel the message of the kingdom. Because remember now he showed, he's gonna show us now. We're still in chapter four, we jump to chapter five. When Jesus starts healing everybody, he says, of the kingdom, healing every disease. Say every disease. Say, I don't need to sit with my sickness, with my asthma, and my arthritis and my sugar. Don't say, Oh, my sugar is so high. No, you need some hot water and a tea bag to make tea. (laughs) Put it back where it belongs to. It's the devil. God created you perfect, healed, healthy. Oh, my word, we have testimonies of what God can (laughs) do. He says, every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. Why did He heal them? Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, He healed them. Infirmity, He healed them. And uh, so that the report starts spreading. Now in chapter 5, he preached that powerful message about what hell does a citizen of heaven live, me and you. We call it Christians, but the word Christian is so watered down, it's supposed to be, I am Christ like (laughs) you. Oh, my word, I'm going to blow your gaskets tonight. (laughs) We're going to slaughter every holy cow that has no effect in your life so that you can be everything God designed you to be because heaven believes in you. Hear the word of the Lord. God, the creator, believes in you. He wants you to believe that he believes in you, that you can believe that you can do it. Say, somebody say, say, I can do it through Christ Jesus. And Then in five and seven, and as, as I said, he was teaching and bringing the message to the people and help them to understand how is it what a citizen must live in unforgiveness and when they slap you on the one cheek, turn the other one. And if they take the one garment, give them the other one and he shows us how love operate. And then in between, in chapter 9, because that's where in chapter 10, he no longer only talk about the kingdom living, he's going to talk about the kingdom mission. Now you can never separate the two from each other. You have a kingdom way of living, and then you have a kingdom mission. The mission without the living is not you're not living really. You're just existing. You cannot do the mission Because then you are a 1 Corinthians chapter 13 person. You can speak in tongues, no love. You can prophesy, no love. You can heal the sick, no love. And God said, that is just like a tin full of stones making a noise. A lousy, loud gong making a noise with no effect. (laughs) But in chapter 9, we have missed something. Because most people... Understand kingdom living. Or partial of it. They in stuck. Between chapter 8. And chapter 10. Now if I knew. And I said to somebody. If I had to know all the information. About how the kingdom operates today. I would be light years further in my life. Concerning the kingdom of God. Now in chapter 9. Oh, my word. Here Jesus came because now remember five to seven kingdom living. That's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God (laughs) and its righteousness. God's way of doing things, his way of doing and being right. Do it just as God is doing. And then he said, then everything will be added to you money and houses and cars. And God cannot bless stingy people. God cannot, it's not his nature, he's a giver, for God so loved, and then he gave, he went on, and uh, then he said, give and it shall be given, that's all part of the kingdom loving, and then in chapter 9, and we're going to pick up there in verse number 35, oh my word, this blew my mind. Just before the service. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Teaching in their synagogues. And proclaiming the good news. The gospel of the kingdom. Didn't Matthew say that in chapter 4? Yes he said that. The same thing. That was in Galilee. Now Jesus is spreading wider. He says in all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. All kinds of disease, weakness, and infirmity. Verse 36, this is so powerful. When he saw the throngs, he was moved. Listen, there's things that move Jesus. The other translation says compassion, but he was moved with pity, sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless. My word, isn't that where the world is in right now? Came from the big campus, and you know that church can sit over 3,000 people. And uh, with the COVID thing, it was great, phenomenal attendance this morning. In the, one of the 10 o'clock services that I went after, the 8 and the 9.30, of course, I arrived there 11.30. <laughs> and uh, when I saw the thousands upon thousands new squatters, I took Manny home, and she said, Oscar, her, her brother was murdered. She said, in that week, in the same place were four men murdered, the same way, eight for the month, just in that one area, What the areas where they drop them. There's thousands of murders where we go. People are hurting. They are hungry. Every time when we feed, it's not children only, it's adults. Oh, my word. And the danger is there's times that we cannot say how many people are coming, but we take care of thousands of people. We have the most beautiful baby. That the mother just left. Now we've got testimonies about children that we rescue. That's in our safe house right now. After three months. So I I can carry on and carry on and carry on. With what we are doing. People are. And that's where Jesus discerned. Now what moved him? Until you understand kingdom living with compassion. That means it's a, a... an uh, unselfish kind of loving. What did coronavirus, if I can say nothing about coronavirus is good, but if I can say about the lockdown, it was revealing people's hearts. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Is my heart still full of compassion for the last, the hurting, Years ago, Lonzella and myself preached, and she was a teenage girl, and she can sing. That girl can sing. And we preached in the AFM in Maitland that time. Pastor Harry Bester was there, and she stood up and she sang a song. Move me with compassion for the lost, Because you're going to discover the kingdom living To be plain, a Christian, a child of God, to say, I serve God, to say, I accept Jesus, I believe in Jesus, is an unselfish way of living. And it's all about the Father heart of God. Oh, my word. My prayer in these days, oh God, restore the joy of my salvation. Give me a pure heart, a clean heart. I refuse to be a fake or to be selfish. I just there for myself. Lanzel one time came to me. She said, you could have been a multi-billionaire years ago if you didn't do all these things that you are doing. I said, Lanzel, think how miserable I will be. People are dying. And when I have the heart of Christ in me, I am responsible. I shiver when I think that people are no hungry for God because somewhere an enemy got hold of them. Maybe not the world around them. Maybe not Satan against them. But maybe the inner battle that every person fights But when I have the mind of Christ, I can think like my father think and operate like my father operate now here, Jesus. This went up for me and suddenly the light bulb went on. The Amplified says, Jesus was moved with pity. Never complain." When you need to do something for God or for people to get them into the kingdom of God. Never, 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 never. Because it's a sign when my compassion has left, then I am caught up in things. Now, in between this, what Jesus was sharing, you will discover the parable of the sower is also in here. Kingdom loving. Now there's a kingdom mission. And most people are so miserable because we try to live the kingdom living without that mission that we were called for, designed for, planned by God for. You know, one day I said to somebody, how older I get, how more scary some scriptures are. When I was a youngster, now tomorrow it will I will enter into Nineteen seventy-four, November, the first of December. I start full time in ministry. That's how many years ago. Nikki and myself were married in January, the tenth, nineteen seventy-five. Ansel was born in <clears throat> November seventy-five, and of course Tasha in seventy-seven, and then Chris with Nikki and Valley. So there's four children out of this family but three are still alive, but let me help you. Many years. I gave my heart to the Lord in 1969, November. So November means something to me because I'm not going to end defeated or in hopelessness. I have made a quality decision when I saw how people can serve God and our life mission. This morning we had graduation of boys in our restoration center that was addicted to drugs and all kinds. They start at the age of 18 and go up. And I was standing there with the graduation and thinking while I was reading the names, every penny, every effort, every battle, every burglary we had was the worthwhile to get those people saved because money All the money in the world cannot redeem one soul. Cost the blood and the love of Jesus to do it. Ah, Let me finish. Oh, my word. Jesus was moved with compassion and with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless. But he didn't stop there. Like sheep without a shepherd. Oh my word. With sheep without a shepherd. That's why Jesus said he's the good shepherd. And then he wants us to be shepherds. That's why you need to be a disciple. So that you can make disciples. A disciple is a learner somebody that learns how to live life then jesus said to his disciples now after this something that we overlook we think intercession is karamashakaya, your devil blah, blah, blah. that's part of it but here's true kingdom living and kingdom mission intercession <laughs> oh my word so pray the Lord of the harvest. This is how this chapter is. The last verse. Pray the Lord of the harvest. To force out and to thrust laborers into the harvest. The other translate uh, here it says, then he said to his disciples in verse number 37, the harvest is indeed plentiful. But the laborers are few. Did you just get that? Augusta for change after the outpouring. No, 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 you don't understand because in Ephesians and in Acts chapter 1, 8, before Jesus ascend, before the outpouring, he said, You will receive power, dynamite power, do not power, the power of the living God. That you will be my witnesses. My witnesses. My witnesses. The laborers. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And then he described to the uttermost parts of the world. Listen. That means you are a laborer, a co-laborer with Jesus. You take part in his mission. What was his mission? Just to give me goosebumps and let me feel good and have a good life. No. He believed that I can. That's why he called them, follow me so that I can make you. And then he said, hell, we must follow him. Oh, my word. This is something that changed and blows my mind when I start reading in context. And then after Jesus said that that was his purpose, His mission, his prayer, his mission prayer. Pray the Lord of the harvest that laborers will be sent into. Because the harvest is plentiful. But there's no laborers. They are only a few. Then in chapter 10. Now most people are stuck. Hear the word of the Lord. They are stuck. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. He followed it in Jesus in the context of what Jesus did. Then in chapter 10, let me pick up there. And Jesus, he just gave the prayer now. He said, that's how you're going to pray. And Jesus summoned to him his 12. He summoned to her. Who did he summon? He's 12, not 13. He called 12 people to transform the world. That's why you are a disciple maker. Are you part of the 12? Or are you just part of the global group that just carry on everyday living? He summons, he brands them. He called them his 12 disciples. And he gave them power and authority. Over unclean spirits to drive them out. And to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. Then the Bible goes on. Now here's a powerful thing. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest. Then he equipped them and sent them. It's no longer only how I must live as a citizen of heaven. How the kingdom of heaven invade earth by these qualities? It's now a kingdom mission. Wow. And the kingdom mission is go and make disciples, He commissioned them, He summoned them. Now this is so powerful. And then Jesus carry on and then he, he starts speaking about the parable of the sower, because remember now, when he spoke about the sower, the thief is after the seed. What will sustain you? What will keep you alive? What will keep you going alive? The word. Man shall not live from bread alone. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then Jesus said, the sower went out to sow the word. He said, and this, the thief comes immediately to steal. You have a word over your life. That word that God gave you five years ago, six years ago, last week, yesterday, about godly assignment in the way how kingdom operates. And the enemy came to steal the word through persecution, through robbing you. Oh, my word, he doesn't want you to live out the word. Because the word is the sword of the spirit and it's a shield of faith. And then Jesus carries on with that parable of the sower and then he goes on and then he speaks about how a person is there in the (laughs) in, in, in the kingdom living that will hear the word obey the word do the word he will be like a man who builds his house and when the storm and everything happens he will remain standing come on somebody and then he comes to the end Matthew story about in chapter 22 where Jesus was warning about false prophets and all these things that will happen. And then Jesus, by <laughs> word, spoke again about this phenomenal thing. in verse number 36. The how, He said, the thing that will carry you and me through. He spoke about that. Now this is so powerful. It's going to help you because I want to bring the word that you will live the seven eternal purposes of God and you don't don't detour out of it. You don't take a sidetrack. You don't move backwards. You don't go off course. You stay with this because all what I'm sharing just came out of the book of Matthew. Jesus' purpose, his dream, his will. Teacher, which kind of commandment is great and important? The principal kind in the law. Because some commandments are light, which are heavy. I'm reading from the AMPC translation. And Jesus replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. That, uh, the other translation says, What must I do to inherit the kingdom, eternal life? By loving the Lord your God, he says, with all your heart. If God has your heart, money is not an issue. If God has your heart to go to church, it's not an issue. If God has your heart to testify, it's not an issue. If God has your heart, whatever God asks, it's easy to do his commandments because we love him. That's what John says. He says, and he replied to him, Jesus You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, your intellect. This is the great, most important principle or commandment and first commandment. So it's the first. Say first. Do you know what first mean? First doesn't mean second and third and fourth and I think so and I'll do it on my way and I am a Frank Sinatra with my blue eyes. I'll do it my way. No, no, no. First means first in rank. First in principle, first in honor, first in order. That's where people are stuck because they don't understand Matthew chapter 10. And if you don't live Matthew 10, the scripture that I'm just reading will have no meaning to you. You'll do it your way. God said, you cannot do it your way. My way carries the guarantee because I've conquered the grave. I conquered hell. I conquered every demon, every satanic principle. I conquered them. And I gave you authority. Luke ten nineteen. I gave it to you. I gave you power over all the power of the enemy. You have all that power. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against you. Supposed to prosper. He said, this is the grace. The most important principle and first commandment. And a second is like it. <laughs> you shall love your neighbor. You shall love the lost. You shall love those in distress and weary and with no hope. You shall love the lost, those ones that are destined for hell in their own mindsets, but are God destined them for the eternal life in heaven. Because John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Nobody wants you to perish. It says, and love your neighbor as yourself, as you do yourself. This is a time frame. And when I was sharing this morning in the different meetings, I discover people battle to accept and love them as Jesus loves them. The enemy that Satan will bring against you, we said, is guilt. We've all made wrong choices in life, but don't let guilt get you under. Or distractions or excuses are the three main things. (laughs) What guilt are you carrying that you need to get delivered to now in Jesus' name? What distractions are there that the enemy keep you so occupied that you cannot focus on your godly Well, he said that, she, they hurt me, this one, the children, the the parents, stop that. They don't even know. They carry on with their lives. It's you that are in that prison without bars. Amy uh, said such a beautiful thing. She said, I need to forgive those involved in my brother's murder. Four of her brothers was murdered. They, five children, four of them were murdered. She said, otherwise I am incarcerated." In a prison without bars. Wow. That was really ministering to me. He said. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because these two commandments. Sum up and upon them. Depend all the law. And the prophets. Oh my word. Help us Jesus. You are designed. For these seven. Everlasting purposes, God's desire for your life that you will end strong, that you can be the mighty champion of the Lord, that you can speak the word and things will come into existence. Come on, somebody. And the seven eternal purposes of God for your life is you were created by God so that he can love you. Oh, my word, my mother died in, maybe my brothers are watching, she died in January the 15th, 2012. Now she could be, oh, my word, (laughs) she was something. But the children sometimes laugh. I said, I wish my mother was alive that I could just hold her hand. I wish Quis was alive. Can still see how we jump here and say, Dad, And he asked me questions. You see, we were loved by God. And there's times that you don't hold on to God. But God holds on to you. He will never leave you. He never gives up on us. I saw this morning with all these boys. He holds on to us because he loves us. And then God said, The calling you have on your life is just to love me back. Oh, my word. There's such a powerful scripture because it says, the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Psalm 149, 4. Ephesians 1, 4, message translation. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, long before, God had us in mind. And settled on us as the focus of his love. Years ago when I went through some battles and emotion battle and no money and face challenges and all kinds of nonsense. There were times that I said, God, I cannot hold on to you. I'm sorry. I'm too weak. I don't know how. Then I got the word. Don't worry. I hold on to you. <laughs> help me through all these years facing challenges battles health issues and things that we he holds on to you he's not a murderer he's not somebody that puts sickness and disease and strip you from stuff no 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 it's the thief it's a lack of knowledge remember second thing that God created you is to belong you cannot serve God just you in your house You need to be part of the family. (laughs) Psalm 92 says, plant it in the house. Are you planted or are you (laughs) potted? This is so powerful because when I understand that God called me for a family, we are a big family. Lovdal is a family. The church you go to is a family. Well, I don't believe in the local church. Then you cannot believe in the global church. Jesus went to church. Where did his mother found him? In the synagogue, in the temple. What happened after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost? Where were the 12 apostles That and the 120 that received the outpouring and spoke in tongues? They were in the temple day after day. Don't let this nonsense creep in. Somebody sent me a thing. This thing of controlling of the local church is really from the devil and blah, 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 blah. And then I look back and I say, show me one soul that you win for the kingdom. They cannot. Because it's about this. The liquid, the money. Don't let those things. It's God's divine order. It's my spiritual family and my natural, I love my natural family. And my spiritual family, the the family we have here around us, it's they that help you. Because listen what the Bible says. It says in 1 Timothy 3.15, that family is the church of the living God, the support and the foundation of the truth. Oh, my word. These seven eternal purposes, and my time is running out and I'm closing, is the things, and I'll ask the office to post it, and we'll post it on the broadcast, all these seven things that you can know. You were created to be Christ-like, a disciple. You were created to be a disciple and uh, that you can learn. You were created to be a blessing, a servant. That's ministry. Ministry is not how good I can preach. There's people preaching that sits on their own ministry that are raised up, sons and daughters, my own children. They preach better than me. They flow better than me in the anointing and the giftings and, and I'm not threatened. But ministry is not preaching. Maybe 2%. Ministry is serving. It's not how big my head is with all the titles and it's how big is my towel. Jesus got from the table off and he started washing the disciples' feet serving everything I do I do it because I serve I love God that means I'm a worshiper I belong to a family because I'm some body part in that family Ephesians chapter 4 come on somebody that's the the body of Christ the local church is part of it you cannot you must be the seven letters was written to a local church before it was written to the global church You are called to become Christ-like, that people will see Jesus. Jesus, that's that discipleship, more of Jesus, less of me. You were sent with a mission, Matthew chapter 10, and he sent them. Jesus said, John chapter 20, 21, Just as my Father has sent me, I sent you. How was he sent? To preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out devils, change the world. Let the kingdom manifest what we see in the world. And even in South Africa, with all the riots we have here, and even in our town where I pastor, that's everything except the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of this world, kingdom of darkness. But you have authority over every witch doctor. Every curse that people spoke over you. Oh, my word. Every negative thing. Every man they can have say, say, the Satan worshippers can burn their incense and talk nonsense. doesn't affect me because I'm moving with the blood of Jesus by his grace and by faith. You're called to send with a mission. Go and make disciples because you can only be a good father if you have been a good son in the Lord. Too many people do it premature and they say, I'm a father and they have all these boys and I think, my Jesus, you've never even been a son in the house. Now you are a father. What kind of sons are you raising? He said, the blind will eat the blind. Be a good son in the house. There's a difference between a hireling, a wolf and a son. I'm not going to speak about that right now. Then you are called to prayer. Pray the Lord of the harvest in chapter 9 to send laborers in. Pray without ceasing, Paul tells the church in Thessalonica. Oh, my word, prayer is part in Ephesians chapter 6 of the war weapon. Tomorrow night there will be prayer going on with Pastor Emmy. Oh, Emila, my word, get in that prayer session. Let's pray every meet. Let's pray. Pray individually and pray corporately. We're too touching anything, it will be done for them. Nothing will be impossible. And number seven, you are called to be generous, to be a giver. A lover of God. It's only lovers who are givers. It's amazing how we can tip God, but spend thousands on Harley. Now I'm not again Harley Davison's and four by fours and What, uh, you can have it. God's never against you having stuff. He's against stuff having you. If it's not for his kingdom, it's going to pull you down. And it all boils down to this. What must I do to have eternal life? Love the Lord your God all of your heart. Not 90%, not 50%, not the Sunday thing seven days a week. Oh, just tell him that you love him. Love him with all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your mind. So I think (laughs) Paul addressed the church in Colossians and he says, because you were resurrected with him, now only think the things above. Don't think about the things here on the earth. That's why if you walk in resurrection power, That's the third day dimension. You will have the mind of Christ operate like heaven and not just want to touch, but you want to bring a change on the face of the earth by the greatness of God. I'm closing. Hour is nearly over. Gustav, a question. Make a choice to follow Jesus. Make a choice of kingdom living. Make a choice of the kingdom mission. Think about, and I was looking this morning, how often I'll have, what, 2,000? How many people do we have in all these services, everything? And uh, I was thinking, if each person just went one person, just invite one person, there will be 4,000. <laughs> that 4,000 can be 8,000, 8,000, 16,000. Because we wait for God to do it, and God said, I'm waiting on you. You go and make disciples. His last words, go and make disciples. Disciples of all nations just before he ascended in heaven. That's God's mission. He wants you to join with his mission. (laughs) That your commission will be his mission. His assignment will be your assignment. He doesn't need us. He wants us, but he doesn't need us. (laughs) He could have used angels. But God said, I chose you because I want you. I want you. My heart is for you. And if you're that person, even if you prayed this morning in some services to say tonight, my Lord Jesus, I make a choice tonight. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to live the kingdom life and the kingdom mission from this day on forward. I'm going to share with every person possible that Jesus Christ is the Lord, not Muhammad, not Allah, Kabbalah, not, 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 not ever people try to worship and trees and, and flowers and green peas no 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 Jesus I want to share you because you're the only one that died and was resurrected no other God that they worship as God before have a resurrection date and that resurrection Christ live inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit that's why you are his workmanship nothing that you believe God for is impossible and tonight pray that prayer Join hands in your family and say, family, we are got to do it. Live out these seven things, the seven eternal purposes of God. Because if you love God, you will qualify for everything that you want to do. And live the great commission. And we will change the world one person at a time. You are what the word says you are. You can do what the word says you can do. And you can have what the Word says you can have. You will achieve what the Word says you can achieve. You're not under the curse. The curse has been broken. Start operating in kingdom living and in kingdom mission. Gustav Toy here from Loftal International from the Western Cape. Broadcasting at the moment here out of Tiger Hills. And uh, we just love you. From my family to your family. We have two services running. This one and the Franz Hook service. But we just love you. And pray for us. On December the 16th. Thousands, about thousands of people will line up. And our will be campus. And we will feed them. Give them a gift for the Christ feast. But share the gospel. It's to get the gospel. No money is too expensive. To get somebody saved. Join with us, partner with us, with Jesus' commission by being moved with compassion for what Jesus was sent to do. You are phenomenal. You're powerful. Every yoke is destroyed. I come against sickness. I come against disease. You're going to end strong. God's going to supply your needs. You're going to be powerful in December. And you're not settled to defeat in Jesus' mighty powerful name. We love you and thank you for allowing us to be in your home until tomorrow when we do the keys of faith that will transform your life.